Y for Turbo. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the first ever, or should I say the first overall, because of today's content, Y for Turbo podcast. Now, this is most likely being viewed mostly in video form uh, with some background video on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Y for Turbo. And this is just like a normal video to them, uh, which is fine. But what I would like my subs on YouTube to know is that this is also being released as a podcast. You can take with you anywhere you go on iTunes, which I will be hosting on a separate site, which will be posted in the description below. So if you are coming from YouTube, um, I'd urge you to check it out. Um, There's a lot of things coming up, especially in the next, uh, well, video game year for the NHL, NHL 18, once that comes out, that I I am planning to release um, in terms of like a website and additional podcast content. So if you are interested in that, make sure to go check out the link in the description below and keep an eye and like and subscribe for uh, future events on the Y for Turbo podcast. But what I wanted to start out um, was something that we can all kind of talk about, a discussion-based podcast that can just be me as a voice and you guys as a voice, the audience, um, in terms of what type of hockey content we kind of want to talk about. And the thing that is, I think, at any any point in the off season, especially for the NHL, uh, the most I think the thing that draws me most in uh, to reading the TSN articles, to reading NHL.com, is the prospects. Free agency is fun, and I would love to cover that um, once my boy Yager gets picked up. At this point in the podcast, he has not been signed yet, and there's rumblings of him retiring. That is not going to happen. He can play for five more years. I know he can. He just needs to be given a shot. Um, Let him kill a bunch of records. You know, why not? Um, But the prospects, the prospects that were drafted in the first round, most notably. Um, Now, I love a good diamond in the rough. Uh, The Red Wings are my team. I, you know, I grew up very close uh, to Detroit and went to a ton of games uh, throughout my life, and you know, just definitely, definitely a huge fan. Um, tons of great diamonds in the rough. Late round picks, the Wings have always been good at. Uh, Pittsburgh has been very good at that. Um, I mean, even some some outliers that you know, teams that traditionally don't draft that well, uh, find some great players in late rounds. Um, but it almost always happens where a first-round player will at least get some good seasons off, off of them in the in the NHL once they come on the scene because there's a reason they were picked in the first round. You know, there's there's no wasted picks. Um, you know, you can say there were a lot of busts, but in the modern era, um, you know, you could argue some picks <laughs> and it maybe not weighing them a certain way. You know, the very first overall pick is highly scrutinized. Look at like Yakupov, things like that. Because if they don't immediately become a generational talent, especially since Crosby was picked up. When Crosby was picked first overall, it kind of set a precedent for the type of player that goes first overall. You can see one year Crosby gets picked up, 
few years later, Yakupov, well, you know, a few, it was quite a few years later, Yakupov gets picked up and kind of becomes a bust. Yakupov's still playing. You know, he's still young. There's still a lot of time in his prime. So what I'm saying is, if you're picked in the first round, there's a very big chance you've been highly scrutinized enough in your playing career that the NHL, as a business, sees a future in you. And for me, that's what this first podcast series I want to be about. Now, the overall Why for Turbo podcast is going to be about a myriad of things um, in the future. For this summer, I want to keep it around hockey. Uh, And I want to keep it around hockey probably forever. Um, But there's definitely going to be additional things. And I might just end up making a separate podcast for maybe something else. Um, I, you know, I am a pretty big basketball fan. I'd love to talk about basketball, you know, make it something like ESPN or TSN, um, you know, like a sports center kind of thing without all the jumping around. I want to focus on one thing, one player, one story for, you know, a good amount of time, 30 minutes or, you know, an hour, depending on what it is, you know, it could be a 15 minute podcast. It's, it's one of those things that if you guys are listening to it, I assume you want to hear it. So, Obviously, the the first thing I have to talk about is the prospects. The first overall pick, and we're going to try to do this in series. Um, I'm going to attempt to do one of these podcasts on every single player picked in the first round. Um, I might group teams' picks together, but in the top 10, I'd like to do an episode for each player at least, and then after that, we can kind of go into it. Uh, you know, lottery teams, I think, well, at least lottery picks deserve to be covered. So Nico Hershier, um, very cool year to watch. The, the idea that one player, Nolan Patrick, could be highly touted for years. I remember when I first started really heavily going into Y for Turbo and making GM modes on YouTube, and if you're not listening to this on YouTube, I do have a YouTube channel that specializes in the NHL video game. And for years, I was hearing about Nolan Patrick coming up. They were like, oh, okay, you know, maybe you should tank another year for Nolan. You know, get Nolan Patrick uh, next year. Tank this year, get him. And I was like, oh, you know, what's going on? He's been so heavily scrutinized, the Brandon Wheat Kings in the WHL. He, he had been tearing it up as a two-way player. And then all of a sudden, almost out of nowhere, I mean, he was on the radar, but almost out of nowhere, Hershier gets just leapfrogs Patrick to become the first overall pick by the New Jersey Devils. And I live in Chicago. I'm down the street from the United Center. You can literally take one street and it'll lead to my house from the United Center. It's right there. And it was almost a surreal feeling. I, I didn't go to the draft. Uh, I wanted to go the first day. I thought that would have been cool. Um, but I was just doing stuff. But I was just on my phone. I was updating Twitter. I constantly had the, the notifications popping up. And I was like, okay, here we go. You know, New Jersey's on the clock. Let's see. And this name that I barely heard of kind of came up. You know, there was talk of it. And some people were calling. I think Bob McKenzie on TSN, he, I think he called it. Uh, he said Patrick would go second. So, you know, I may be getting the names mixed up. Uh, you guys might want to check that online. But, you know, props to him because a lot of the time um, I look up his stuff, it's either right on or just dramatically wrong. So 
pretty cool that he got right on on this one. You know, I'm watching him. But uh, if you go online and you and you search Hershier and you kind of see what type of player is, especially I, I urge you to go on YouTube, check out highlights if you haven't looked at them. Uh, if you're listening to this, you probably have a mild idea. But the biggest thing is he's very highly skilled on the offensive side. Uh, he's got a decent two-way game, but this kind of includes a two-way game of like a skilled player. Like he's Swiss, so he's got that European style. He can get out of situations, get out of the corner game quick. And the thing is he does have decent size, being 6'1", 180 pounds. Uh, he's left-handed. So he can immediately help out the Devils. Um, you know, maybe not first-line minutes. Uh, people are projecting him to be a third-line contributor. They're saying he is NHL-ready. Um, he can start out right away. And that, that's what the first overall pick should be, uh, at least an NHL-ready talent, somebody that can come in that isn't a huge liability to be on the team, somebody that is used to this certain kind of game. This does, you know, this is something that my wings, you know, don't do. They don't, we, we haven't had a top pick in a long time. But what I'm saying is that's not something we typically do. We don't bring people in, you know, right off the bat to just play. It's it's development. Now, when when people say the Devils can use Nico right away, that's saying a huge deal. And... This is this is a team that doesn't have a ton of assets. It's not the best supporting cast. But you, you got to think about it. Schneider, great goaltender. You know, Taylor Hall. Um, they've got a decent center core, I would say. But, I mean, uh, Hershier definitely helps that. And think about throwing him on the third line. What, what's it going to hurt? Um, this team wasn't a great team last year. Now... Get him used to the game in a garbage year. Have him come up to a certain point. Maybe they'll get another high pick. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, I, it's my year two. It's my sophomore season. I've gained, you know, what if he gains 20 pounds? He's 200 pounds, 6'1", or something, or, you know, 295 or something like that. Tons more muscle. Knows how the NHL works. It's not the European game, you know. He's a quick player, and he's young. You know, it's it's one of those things that I think there's nothing but upside, especially in the case of him f in the future playing on one of the top two lines. Um, people are already saying, oh, Taylor Hall's future line mate. What I was kind of thinking was, you know, maybe somebody else comes in and can become his line mate in the future. You never know if New Jersey starts seeing some absolute domination. They might end up picking somebody else up through free agency or a trade to help them out. Um, you know, they, they've got players like Pavel Zaka, uh, Zaka, you know, obviously Taylor Hall being probably the biggest offensive name on that team. So I, you know, that's why people talk about it. And it, it's no fault of theirs. I just don't think right away it's one of those things that I'd be talking about because you never know. He may take three to four years to totally develop. People are saying he's NHL ready. You know, if it doesn't work out, you don't know what Taylor Hall is going to be what type of player, you know, players change. And I agree, it would be amazing if he was at a skill level where he could consistently win playoff games with this team uh, being out of line with Taylor Hall because two great scorers, um, great shooters, you know, I've heard he's a pretty good passer. I've watched some uh, 
some highlights. They're mostly goals. Obviously, highlight videos are typically goals or really good passing plays. Uh, he does have eyes on the ice. Um, when I'm like watching the highlights, it feels like he knows more than the players he's playing with. And that that's why they're saying he's NHL ready. What I mostly saw in that style of play that Hershier plays is he's always like taking the first shot. He's leading into the zone, getting the outlet pass, leading into the zone uh, with his team, you know, typically doesn't have like a trailer or anything like that. He's just taking a shot. There's not a lot of passing in it, the Halifax game plan. And that could be the coaching style or that could just literally be his style of game. And I like to think that he, they saw the skill in him. They, they obviously saw that, the coaching staff that is in Halifax. And they let him play a certain way, which played to his strengths. And seeing that first shot get taken off, uh, allowing a rebound, the goalies typically at this level, and it either being scooped up by uh, one of his own players or the play ends. So it's it's... 100% on quickness and speed. And with the modern game as it is, especially I, I feel like the North American game, it's very tactical and fast. Um, it's very quick, um, you know, kind of shoot first or pass first. It's, it's a decision-based thing. So seeing him do that, it's not really a huge how did it happen uh, for why he went number one overall. And one of the Big, big key things that kind of played into this was the World Juniors play uh, within the last year. Just leapfrogging him to first overall. His play with the Swiss against uh, the U.S. and Canada. And uh, it it's just one of those... It, it's a little worrisome because you kind of start thinking about treading in this territory of is this kind of a one... You know, one season wonder, that kind of thing. Um, I don't think so. I think with this young of a player, it's, you know, it's different. The thing is, it's this draft was different. We've been so, so just gifted in the last few years um, and with these, these great drafts. McDavid, the hype around McDavid is insane, and it's totally credible. Um, Matthews, great player. Even like Eichel, you know, these are players that stepped on the NHL ice and changed the game. They absolutely changed the teams they were on. They changed the game overall. And teams are making game plans against rookies. It's amazing. It's amazing to see. And I'm so glad I'm seeing this level of play in my lifetime. It's amazing. And I can't say amazing enough, apparently. Um, what also helped was his 86 points, 57 games with the Mooseheads. And a lot of people will say, sure, he's a great offensive talent. Um, all these accolades are awesome. You know, he was plus 20. You can show kind of that area. He plays a two-sided game. He's disciplined. He sees the ice really well. Uh, he's quick. Uh, you know, all these different things. Um, a lot of people will say the converse of like, okay, cool. But Nolan Patrick got injured multiple times. That's why he fell. Nolan would have gone number one. We'll never know. That's the problem. And it is it is true that that happened and that that is definitely a contributor. I, I do not doubt that. Um, there's no way. It, it's 
definitely a contribution because, you know, NH, NHL GMs are smart. They're smart people. They get, they literally get paid to figure out the stuff that we talk about every day, you know, and we think about, they set the pace, they set everything. So for them to pass up on a for sure number one, you know, they know something and they, they see something that they didn't want to take a risk on. And that helped out another team by getting a player, you know, either way, the Flyers were going to get a great player, you know, picking number two overall. But I don't think you discount Hershey's contribution to both the national, the Swiss national team in the world juniors or the QMJHL's uh, Halifax Mooseheads. It's, both teams were led by by this guy, and his play in these moved him up considerably. And with his size and him being a center, it's a great area that can really impact the game right off the rip. You know, first drop of the puck, he's one of the first two players touching the puck, and he decides the rest of the game. You know, he plays defense, he plays a decent two-way game, but he's offensive-minded. So this is a great playmaker ability, especially if he has skilled wingers. If you put him on a line with a vet, or if you put him on a line in the future with someone like Taylor Hall, like we talked about previously, I, I feel like with even with his current skill set, if he really puts his all into learning the NHL game and you know being a coach's prodigy, listening to management and coaching, and really just latches on for the first few years, he will get to decide his fate for the rest of his NHL career. There's no doubt that he'll at least be a star in the league. You know, Obviously, we've been treated with a lot of generational talent in the last few years. McDavid's going to be a huge star. You know, Eichel and, and Matthews are already huge reliefs for their, their franchises. They're not, you know, they're not being busts. They're, they're working out. You know, some of them have hit injuries and things like that, but it doesn't matter. They're working out for their teams. And Hershier is going to be one of these players. He's going to work out for the Devils. And the Devils are happy. They're happy that this one pick has definitively changed their future from being not really a laughing stock. But one of these teams, uh, I, I think they're not really a laughing stock anymore because of their pickups. They were able to really mold something from nothing. Uh, especially with getting someone like Schneider a few years ago, getting Hall. You can see they're in this in-between stage, but I think two, three years from now, they'll make the playoffs, and they'll be a decent team. Um, I think they have a good amount of assets at this point, and their, their cores are overall weak, but this pick in particular really helps out a huge, a huge aspect, you know, a center position that is just great, great off the first outlet pass. I think that's huge for a team that needs someone who can shoot the puck really well and can get the puck as much as possible to their scoring wings. Who knows? You know, we might in the first year see him on the power play. You might see him playing with a lot of these skilled players he'll play with in the future. You never know. Um, this is all speculation at this point, and I've read you know dozen articles on him uh, once he did get drafted, analyzing the Devils, analyzing where he's going. You know they have traded some people away, and they've gotten rid of 
uh, a lot of their what used to be kind of their core, um, but it's it's all right. It's it's one of those things where they're going in a different direction. I feel like they're trying to be a slightly top heavy team. Um, defense is slightly suffering in ways. Um, you know, they did trade Larson, that kind of thing. It's to me, it's it's not a big a deal because they are so young. Um, if you know they were sticking with players like Camilleri and things like that, it just wouldn't work out. Um, and if if the overall age was something much higher, it wouldn't work out. But I think they are trying to do that kind of mid rebuild uh, kind of thing, you know, game plan. And this is all subjective. They could have a totally different game plan in mind by the start of the season. We don't even know. They could, by the time this this podcast goes up, they could have traded Taylor Hall. You never know. That's the great thing about this offseason. It's been very exciting for, you know, not so much generational talent, but just the amount of twists and turns. And obviously the expansion draft was so exciting. And all the changes that happened, there's going to be a 31st team in the league this year. The Devils had to figure that out. Um, they got a great pick out of it. They've traded some players away, but they're on the rebound. This is a team that's trending upwards. You know, it's one of those teams that you can see, you know, maybe in the next few years, really making a push. And, you know, I said two, three years in the future, they may make the playoffs. You know, they may start a rebuild now, and that goes out the window. This is all speculation, and this is what it's fun to talk about. And that's why I like posting these, because it is so fun to talk about. It's something that in the comments or on the video or anywhere in person, you can talk to people about what is going to happen with this prospect, with this team. And I think more than the physical prospects themselves, the actual people, it's the teams and the organizations. Like, where are they going from here? What are they starting from right now? Having a really, really cool player, offensive-minded, trading for someone like Taylor Hall, trading away a defenseman for someone like Taylor Hall. You know, they're going towards straight offense that's why i'm saying top heavy you know what are the devils doing it's so cool to think about this whole situation because you can't always you know I, i'm sure some people can but you can't always just sit down with the with the gm you know you can't always sit down with somebody working on the scouting squad it's not that easy you can't pick their brand. and even if you can even if you can you can't always get what you want out of them um Especially like you can see that in different interviews and things like that. It's very difficult to figure out exactly what's going on with a certain team. So that's basically the first episode. I think in the future we should add a couple more ideas. Um, this is just going to be showcasing the talent from the first round. I really like this episodic idea, especially for the off season. During the season, it'll be a bit a little bit easier. We'll have real time examples. We can come back to maybe after you know maybe the first couple months or maybe after most of the players have played or made their debuts I can come back to them talking about players you know like Cody Glass or uh, Cal Foot or things like that we can come back to these players and see what happened uh, how they're treating their teams how the teams are treating them things like that I think it'd be very fun so this being the first episode it's a lot looser it's just me talking kind of figuring this out and in the next couple episodes I'd really like to get more of a game plan um and things like that uh, in in the future. You know, it's a learning experience, and I, I like the idea of just talking about hockey, figuring it out, and creating a discussion. 
So let me know down in the comments below what you think Hershier's future will look like and what the Devils' future will look like. Uh, did they make a mistake not picking up Patrick? You know, did they uh, did they make a mistake picking Hershier? Should they pick someone else? You know, you never know. And uh, I think they made a good choice. I think that this player has the stats to back it up, and he's contributed a huge amount on the biggest stages. So I think they're fine, and I think they're going to be good for the future. And I think that this overall draft was great for most teams in the first round. There's a lot of teams that got some great players. So please let me know what you think. Let me know what you think about the overall podcast idea, if you'd like it hosted anywhere in particular, or you know, just let me know about those uh, those questions there. So like and subscribe if you're on YouTube, and you can also do that on our podcast. You can subscribe through any of the platforms that we are on, and you'll get those to your mobile device or on your computer whenever they come out. So thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to share this around and let me know what you think. And we'll see you next time out on the ice.